Welcome to the What in the World is God Doing podcast. Conversations with Highland Park Missions partners in Casper, Wyoming, and around the world. In the midst of global crises and a daily onslaught of discouraging news, this podcast will encourage you about the good work God is doing around the world and inspire you to join in God's mission in our everyday lives. Highland Park Community Church exists to take risks to pursue God and love like Jesus. And our mission partners are courageously living that out at home and abroad. I'm Darren Edwell Palker, the Go Pastor at Highland Park. And joining me today is Lori Nicholas. Lori is a former missionary nurse in Kenya for nearly 10 years. She's married to a pastor, Ernie. She's the head of our missions board here at Highland Park and just an all around great person. So Lori, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah. So Lori, you and I and a few others took a trip to Honduras back in April, uh, oddly enough to impact Nicaragua. So can you tell us why we went to Honduras in order to focus on our work in Nicaragua? Well, as part of the missions board, uh, we were exploring ways to do missions better. We wanted to be more effective with the resources that God had given us, and we wanted to make a long-lasting kingdom impact. Well, at the same time the mission board was exploring those issues, God had been speaking to the hearts of four leaders in Nicaragua with ideas of how to help their own people using resources that were already available in their country. So four people from, Hon- uh, from Highland Park and four leaders from Nicaragua um, all went to Heart to Honduras to see how they transitioned from a traditional mission model of giving things to people and doing things for people, um, they transitioned to working with the local people. So while we were in Honduras, we saw the results of community development and dignity restored as as villagers were able to help themselves and to help others instead of depending entirely on outside donations or labor. Um, we, we also heard how the gospel of Jesus had a much greater impact when shared by their own people, both verbally and practically through teaching how to better use what was already available to them, such as land, crops, skills, or knowledge. So for years, Highland Park had been packaging food products through Feed Nicaragua, which was beneficial at that time. It did help provide food for the moment. But now God was giving us and our Nicaraguan friends the vision of training, equipping, and empowering Nicaraguans to feed and care for Nicaraguans. Yeah, Heart to Honduras did an amazing job that week. They took us around. We visited communities, villages, Mm -hmm. talked with people about their experiences. And then we'd come back and do kind of like classroom time where they'd unpack for us like, okay, this is why we're doing this. And here's the vision and philosophy of this ministry. I mean, it it was a master class in mission led by uh, Hondurans. It was really, really awesome. So what did you see was the impact on the Nicaraguans that visited with us? Because by the end of the week, I mean, their minds were just exploding with ideas. Yes, yes. Well, one thing is that our relationship with the Nicaraguan leaders had grown, and they felt much more comfortable sharing their hearts with us. And when they referred to the food packets that we had been sending them, 
They said, please don't send us any more rice. It only feeds us for that time and then is gone. Please help us to help each other. Yeah. You know, for me, that that really was an impacting moment because for the last 12 years, Highland Park and many other churches and organizations had been participating in this Feed Nicaragua program. Here at Highland, we helped to pack over 2 million meals for Nicaragua, which is incredible. It's Uh astounding. But it seems like there's this moment of change that's happening. And as they were down there, one of the impacting things they said is, you know, you sending us rice it's kind of like throwing seed on concrete. The, you lose the rice and nothing grows out of that. Instead, they had seen a vision for sustainable, long-term yes. community transformation that they could be a part of. And so that's why it was astounding for us to hear them say, hey, let's not send the rice. Now, I will say there are two other factors that are happening in terms of the rice pack. Uh, one is in Nicaragua, the government has really cracked down on organizations and has, uh, if, if organizations aren't properly registered with the government, the Nice Foundation in Nicaragua is no longer able to legally give the food packs out to those people. So Tony, the Nicaraguan leader down there was saying their distribution has been cut by 80%. So they're only mm-hmm. able to give out 20% of the rice. He said, our warehouse is full right now because we've been so limited in who we can give the rice to. And then you add on top of that the global shipping crisis. And we don't even know if we can get a container Mm -hmm. to pack the rice and send it and ship it down to Nicaragua. The Highland, Illinois facility where the Nice Foundation is headquartered has two warehouses full of stuff ready to send down that they can't get down there. So they're sensing this moment and we're sensing this moment. So what, what is it that's really kind of birthing in their hearts at this time? Well, the Nicaraguan leaders were so excited about um, ideas that, of ways that they could help their own people apply the things that they had learned from the Heart to Honduras team. Um, and our Nicaraguan friends had, had really become a team, and each one of them had different strengths, abilities, and resources, and they wanted to work together to further God's kingdom and help their fellow Nicaraguans. You know what, I one of the words that just kind of stuck out to me over and over again when we were down there was dignity, in Spanish, yes. dignidad. And I heard that word over and over again, that we have dignity as we are doing these projects that groups used to come from the outside to do for us, painting, building a church, building a... We're doing these community-based projects, and we feel so much dignity. And Pastor Leslie Herrera is one of the pastors from Nicaragua that was with us on, on the trip. He talks with such passion and such dignity. And, and, and one of the phrases he says, he says, we are not poor. Everyone tells Mm -hmm. Nicaraguans, he says, Nicaraguans, we tell ourselves in school from an early age, you're a poor country. He says, we are not poor. He says, we might not have a lot of money, but we're not poor. God has given us so many resources and they want to leverage those resources. They want to use the gifts God has given them. And that's what we're trying to do as we walk with them to empower them. So this was back in April of 2022. Uh, Here we are recording this September 1st, 2022. What happened since... April. Oh, wow. Right off the bat, before they had even arrived in their homes in Nicaragua, in that vehicle, the team planned a conference 
to pass on what they had learned there. Yeah, you know, um, they're teaching, right? They're teaching the principles yes. that we <laughs> spent a week in Honduras <laughs> learning. They, t- they turned around and within a couple of weeks, we're already leading a conference teaching this, this information. Oh, and that is just so impactful to not just learn something and set it on the back burner, but for them to really work through that and and figure out how to do training sessions for other people. Um, and since then, they've actually uh, had three training sessions that included sharing the gospel message, included team building, um, problem solving, biointensive agriculture, um, teaching how to grow moringa and its nutritional value. Which is like a tree that, that grows there. Yes. And, and you saw yes. that in Africa when you I were a missionary. I did. And I taught about moringa. And the leaves are, I used to call it, they are God's multivitamin. Mm. Um, and it grows well in Nicaragua. And they also were able to share principles on small business development and entrepreneurship. These four leaders all have their different strengths and abilities and giftedness, and it's amazing how God has put this team together to benefit the Nicaraguan uh, country. Mm, Yeah, and they came up with a name for this organization that they're working with. Uh, It's called Nika Change. Um, (laughs) Can you help us understand where that name came from, what it means? Well, um, Nika, uh, N-I, stands for the country of, of Nicaragua, um, but the ka part of NICA is a capital C and a lowercase a, and that stands for Casper. Our church here at Highland Park Community Church is located in Casper, Wyoming. Um, so they wanted a partnership of us working together with them. And the other part of the name, NICA Change, Change, they just wanted a new way, a better way, more effective way of doing missions to train and equip and empower Nicaraguans to feed and care for Nicaraguans. Yeah, and I think that really kind of sums up the change and the transition that we're trying to do is to move from us trying to feed Nicaragua yes. to us empowering Nicaraguans to feed Nicaraguans. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me of, you know, when, when Jesus was teaching and uh, he saw the multitudes, he had compassion on them. Yes. And it said, um, you guys give them something to eat. And they looked with this blank stare, like us, what, <laughs> what do we have? We don't have anything. And he said, well, go find what you have, right? And they, that's the kid with the five loaves and the couple of fish. And they brought it to Jesus. But if you notice, you know, Jesus blessed it, prayed for it. He did the multiplication, but then yes. he gave it to the disciples to give out. And he asked the disciples to pick it back up and to count it. And there was accountability. There was a process of, of learning about the way in which God works, but he invited them to be involved in that entire process. And I think that's what we're seeing, that they're catching a vision of Jesus is saying, hey, you guys feed Nicaragua. And it's like, well, how do we do that, right? And that's what this, that's what this organization is working on. So yes. as a mission board for the, since January of this year, and with the Feed Nicaragua team here in Casper, we've been studying a book called When Helping Hurts. And just a great missions book about how to work in countries and foster empowerment instead of dependency. And there's a couple of real key concepts I think that we took from the book. One of those key concepts is that our definition of poverty determines our approach in dealing with poverty. So for example, if poverty is seen as a lack of stuff, 
you're poor because you don't have stuff, then the approach to deal with that is to get people stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Send them stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if, if poverty, I think the Bible shows us that poverty is fundamentally the result of broken relationships, relationships that are broken between us and God, mm-hmm. us as humans, we even within ourselves, brokenness inside, and then with the environment. And so if poverty is, is broken relationships, then the solution to that is healthy relationship. Yes. And that's what we're trying to do is to cultivate and grow in that. Another real key component or lesson of that we took from this is this idea of moving from relief to rehabilitation, to development. And I know, Laura, you've seen this firsthand in Africa. So could you just walk us through what is relief, Mm -hmm. what is rehabilitation, and what is development, and why is it important for us to to move from a relief mindset to a development mindset in our missions work? Yes, yes. Well, I looked up the definition of relief one time, and it, it talked about it. Relief is an urgent and temporary aid to reduce immediate suffering from either a natural or man-made crisis. Um, So it's something that's done to somebody. Um, And being a nurse, I happen to think of how relief is to be used like stopping the bleeding. It needs to be done immediately, um, and it's a temporary fix. And that's just crucial. I mean, obviously, right? And there's a there's a good place for relief. Yep, and 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 often in crises, uh, disasters, earthquakes, yes. flooding. You know uh, what's happening right now in Pakistan and Bangladesh, where thousands and thousands yes. of people are homeless. They need relief. They need yes, urgent, they immediate do. aid. Okay, so so that's relief. So what then is rehabilitation? Um, well, rehabilitation is the is one of the next steps. It's a process of ongoing change to help restore people and communities to their pre-crisis conditions. So um, like after you stop the bleeding, you work with the people to participate in their own recovery. I think of that as physical rehabilitation of a patient. Um, We help them to do things for themselves and we don't step in and do things for them which they actually can do themselves. Right. So if we can imagine this, if you draw a straight line across, that's the the condition. And then say a crisis happens, a flood, an earthquake, a war, then the line goes down, right? It goes into like this hole. Relief is to meet people at that moment. It's to meet people in the place of their need, right? Mm -hmm. And then rehabilitation is you draw the line back up to that level where it was, right? And then you keep drawing the line across. So Relief helps them at their lowest point. Rehabilitation helps them get to their pre-crisis stage. Yes. But then what's development? Oh, development is the best step of all because it goes beyond that rehab to empower um, people towards self-sustainability, long-lasting impact. Um, Development is empowering indigenous leaders to be all God wanted them to be. It's a process it's not a two-week project or two-week event that gives us as Americans a warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, development is investing in people, mm. and that's a long-term commitment. Well, and you use the word indigenous leadership. So indigenous just literally means the people from that country, right? Yes, like at, yes. And, and, and it's so crucial that people in their own context have the empowerment to do the development work 
because they know the culture, they know the context, they know the people, they know how yes. it works, right? Language. And they have the they have the networks. They know the connections. They know the resources. Um, it is wonderful to to work through the local people, the local indigenous leaders. Um, to help each other. Sure. So the question then is, what is next? Okay, where where is Nika Change going? Where are we going? And what does this look like? So um, we've been developing this process with them since this trip in April. And our next step is to help bring our brothers from Nicaragua up to Casper. We'd like to do that in February. Um, it, things take a long time with visas and paperwork. Mm-hmm. So for Faith Promise, our goal is to have them here in Casper in February. So we can hear from them. We can yeah. hear their heartbeat they are amazing it's just a cool team of four guys that have different um, expertise one is a professor of agriculture the other is a pastor and the head of a bible institute there's another pastor and then tony who we all know who's the head of the nice foundation they just each bring something really unique to the table we want to continue to walk with them so what that means in the immediate is that we're not going to be having a food pack this year for feed nicaragua again i mentioned sort of those two issues there's the global shipping crisis. There's stuff that's happening in Nicaragua, but we really see this right now as a moment. It's an opportunity for us to partner with them to really see true change and long-term. And yes, it'll take some time, right? It'll take time to develop. We had a, in fact, just before this (laughs) podcast, we were on a a couple hour zoom call with them talking about budgets and, and, and next steps and legal processes and formalizing things. And, and it's exciting and it's, it's a, it's a development curve, right? It's moving from their condition now to where we believe God is leading them and they believe God is leading them. So what could you envision Lori as the long-term impact? If we get people on board, uh, we want to continue to harness that, uh, that momentum, that energy, that excitement that Feed Nicaragua drew. And that was one of the coolest things to see a thousand people come, you know, blasting Sweet Caroline as we're packing <laughs> the meals, right? And and doing that together. We want to continue to harness that level of engagement, excitement, hands-on work. And so we're continuing to plan events after mm-hmm. our friends come from Nicaragua in February. We'll, we're working on events after that here in Casper to keep us hands-on, engaged, connected. We also have trips coming. We've got a trip planned in February and we're hoping to do more regular trips down there so people can see firsthand again. If the primary cause of poverty is broken relationships, remember the answer is restored relationships. And that's what we're calling us to. So we ask for prayer. We ask for patience as we work through this process in this transition, but we are truly excited for what God is doing. So Mm -hmm. what do you envision as sort of the long-term impact? If we make this change, if, if together in partnership and walking with our brothers and sisters, we really see God do this. What do you envision, Lori? Oh, I really see where this um, transition makes a very long-term impact. It's just huge. The indigenous or local leaders in Nicaragua, they live there. And so they can continue ongoing ministry to take care of each other and improve their country. A sign of true success is empowering people to become all God created them to be. And it is so exciting to see how God is continuing to work in our Nicaraguan leaders, and in our mission board here at Highland, 
Um, it is so excited that we get to join God in his activity in Nicaragua. Yeah, he invites us to be a part of that kingdom building process. And, and it's changed, like the name says, Nica change, Nicaragua, Casper, changing mentalities, changing practices. But we believe the ultimate impact is communities impacted holistically, physically, emotionally, relationally, and of course, spiritually with the gospel message and just coming in a powerful way. So we're yes. excited about that. Yes. We know it's going to be a journey. So Lori, would you pray for us here in Casper, for our friends in Nicaragua, for those listening, join us in prayer because this is not something we can accomplish on our own. Yes. And I'll just close with this story. When we were in Honduras, they did a lot of these team building activities. <laughs> And one of them, they put us in a circle. There were about eight of us in this circle, four from Nicaragua, four from Casper. And they had these cones all around us, right? And we had to pick up the cones without touching outside the circle. Now, some of yes. them we could just re bend down literally and pick and up. Reach. And it was like, hey, we got it. Others, we had to strategize and lean on each other and hold each other's leg. And it was just like, I mean, obviously the pictures are hilarious of us trying to reach and hold each other's you know, feet and not fall. But there was this one cone that was like impossibly beyond Too where we far. were. There was no way, right? Too and far. we talked and we, how do we do this? And I will confess, I cheated. I put somebody <laughs> on my back because we couldn't touch the ground. I said, well, the person on my back is not technically touching the ground. So I ran out with this dude on my back and he grabbed it and they said, no, 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 no. That doesn't count. So put it back. <laughs> and we still couldn't. And so eventually after a while, they were like, do you guys give up? And we didn't want to at first, but eventually we're like, we don't know. We don't know how we're going to do this. How we can reach that cone out there. And they kind of laughingly said, well, you have three pastors in your group. Is that, that's a hint. And we mm -hmm. said, we still don't know. And they said, <laughs> you never thought about praying about this? And we said, no, honestly, we didn't. It was a game for us at that point. We were trying to win the game. And they said, no, listen, if you had prayed to ask God, we would have moved the cone closer to where you could reach it. And, and the lesson, it hit us like in that moment, like I'm even tearing up now because... The, the lesson was so clear. There are certain tasks we can accomplish on our own. Yes. There are other tasks that through partnership and teamwork and leaning on each other and stretching, we can reach those goals. Yes. There are other tasks that are simply beyond us. They're outside of our reach. And apart from divine intervention, it can't happen. That was mm -hmm. Jesus talking to the disciples saying, you guys give them something to eat. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, you, 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 you still haven't learned. Like he's the God of the impossible, right? So, yes. so that I just want to close with that picture because we believe that this change is exciting, but it's also well beyond our reach it on is. our own. And we absolutely need God's intervention and guidance and provision mm -hmm. and power to make this happen. So to that end, Lori, would you pray for us? And again, those listening, join us because this is not something that we can do on our own. No, we can't. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your God-sized dreams. Thank you for what um, you have helped us as a missions team and as a Feed Nicaragua team to explore what you would have us do better for your kingdom Thank you for laying on the hearts of our Nicaraguan friends the same vision. Lord, we know you are in the middle of this. Thank you for putting together this team, each with its own gifts and abilities and skills and network of people and resources. Thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do in the future. 
um, give us your wisdom, give us your guidance, help us to be the person, the people that you want us to be, and be the team that you want us to be. Help NICA change, truly change the hearts and the people in Nicaragua. And thank you so much, God, that you have invited us in Casper to be a part of that. Oh, we are so grateful for all you've done, for all you're doing right now, and for the exciting ways that you are going to work through us in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Lori. Appreciate that. And thank you for joining us. Our goal is to get you moving on mission. So follow us on our Facebook page at HPCC Missions and go over to hpcc.church missions to sign up for our weekly service updates in Casper and beyond. See you next time.